Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. Big week last week, more than 15 million raised, uh, what has been declared, two IPOs and a bunch of funds and accelerator being activated, like uh, from different uh, perspective different different entities very very curious week for sure so end of the week definitely like a big final push i mean end of the year a big final push for sure yeah fireworks then the year <laughs> all right so let's uh, let's get into it um let's start actually from uh, one of the the first news uh, probably the biggest raise of the uh, week which has been like thermo Green tech startup raising 7.3 million, um, which has been led by um, some of the probably oldest uh, uh, institution in VC in Italy. So like Fitech, which is a fund managed by Fondo Italiano di Investimento SGR and also uh, the Lazio fund. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good move for them. It's a big move. Uh, apparently it's like a, it's a series C. So it's uh, give us a little bit of flavors on what Series C in general, well, with all the precaution and bias can look like in Italy. So it's about, uh, yeah, 8.5 million roughly. Yeah, well, uh, I have to say that Fitech has been the uh, lead and probably only investor almost in Thermos since the Series A, raised okay. by the company a few years back. Uh, so they, that's that's a series of uh, insider funding. So mm-hmm. uh, talking about series is, I believe, a little bit weird in this case <laughs> because the best is always the same. Uh, but still, the company has raised. Uh, I haven't checked, but uh, close to probably between fifteen and twenty million. Oh wow! Well. So far, there's a full run. Okay, so far. Yeah, so far, so far, so far. Uh, I can check live, but yeah. What uh, is interesting, as as you check, is that uh, this is a company that is uh, basically working in the green techs, which in in Italy, which is optimizing uh, energy consumption. A lot of companies have been working in this space, especially, which maybe is is helpful for the listener to know that. There has been a lot of incentive for families, businesses to actually move to more sustainable uh, sources of energy and uh, working with provider that uh, basically are uh, better equipped for um, managing energy more efficiently. So what is called the, the classical eco bonus and so on and so forth. So there's been uh, a lot of a lot of movement in that space. So, so Thermo is one of the other, I can think of other, maybe two of them working with uh, residential facilities to actually uh, make sure that the energy consumption is optimized. A lot of companies are also working in corporation. So it's, it's, a, very, it's a very active uh, uh, sector, I would say. Uh, as you said, it is a very attractive market right now and, and, and driven by the uh, incentives uh, set up by the government, not only, but they, they help a lot. Uh, as I was checking, uh, Thermo raised north of 15 million euros so far. Cool. So, quite a good capitalized company, I'd say. Fantastic. Fantastic. Cool. All right, another player uh, moving on, with which we've seen a lot, uh, especially in the latest month, is Lyft. 
which has been investing very heavily in the uh, life sciences sector. Well, the, the founder of Lyft, uh, as you can, you know, it's it's uh, one of the top uh, physicists turned uh, life science investor in Italy, probably. So Cellfly, very interesting startup, basically analytical tool for life sciences. So I'm not uh, a technician here, but definitely this is something worth mentioning. Uh, joining the round is also Yag and Indaco, which have been uh, essentially uh, helping out the, the, on the round. Okay, that's that's not my market neither, uh, of course, but uh, uh, this is a quite a good partner that we are investing in this round. So Indaco, the discount, Lufti, and expert in Lufti, as I said. Uh, IAG, Italian Angels for Growth, is a very strong group of angels in particular in life sciences. So this is uh, also an interesting signal in terms of uh, where they have found their money. So possibly there is something very interesting in what Selfie is doing. Awesome. Right, moving on. Mirta, Mirta B2B marketplace for luxury goods, uh, accessories in particular, coming from uh, Italian boutique artisan. Very interesting uh, play, actually. I had the chance to meet the founders and explore a little bit the business model. Very, very cool in the sense they just they just focus on a curated selection of small Italian artisan and they built a marketplace around it. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's good to hear that they've been able to to raise like 2.5 million in seed round. And uh, yeah, here's the official announcement on LinkedIn uh, with a lot of private investors essentially. So uh, basically private angels, I would say. I don't recognize any 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 you know more conventional VC I would say so probably they're like different like uh, holding companies playing in different fields so a good job for sure on them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. yep and uh, the interesting part is the pivot that they're doing so because they started out as a B2C marketplace mm -hmm. and uh, they're actually working to move the business pivot the business model towards a B2B marketplace so basically once you have you have access to the artisans and Italian artisans are probably top of the world in the luxury and accessories market. Yeah. You can think about becoming uh, something different, something mm -hmm. else, something more, something closer to, I don't know, Alibaba for mm -hmm. fashion and luxury. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a very interesting play here. So I'm. And also we, solving. We are big, looking. Yeah, solving a, a big problem because it's uh, basically uh, Italian artisan being amazing in their skills and. Uh, and job, but probably a little, maybe f feeling like f uh, like falling behind the digitized world. So that's a good way to actually grant them access in a, in a, in a very direct way. So awesome job for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about Red Circle. So Red Circle Investment is the vehicle from Renzo Rosso, the founder of Diesel. Uh, he invested. Uh, an, an, Non, an undisclosed amount of money in Bending Spoon. Bending Spoon has been active player in, in the app development space. Uh, I think, yeah, the founders are Italian. Now they're basically international. They work basically everywhere. And they've been working on developing a lot, a lot of apps in different uh, segments, uh, being it fitness, uh, health, uh, yoga, gaming, etc. And they've been like, uh, they've been rocking actually. Uh, in the, in the past, I would say five to 10 years for sure. A very, very strong present overall. 
Yeah, well, uh, betting schools are one of the silent uh, heavyweights that we have in Italy, but mm-hmm. uh, probably not many people know who they are. But as, as you read there from the capture from the website, so 380 million downloads for their apps across the world. So they are a, a real heavyweight in terms of. Uh, uh, yeah, of more than Snapchat, apparently. Same. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Here's a nice chart where. Uh, you know these the 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 estimated download 150,000 download for uh, for snapchat and they're like uh, between snapchat and whatsapp in uh, in a very cool way yeah of course across all their different applications but still is uh, incredibly relevant yeah if you think about it in a single day more downloads than uh, heavyweights such as twitter and snapchat so yeah. that's that's yeah. something and, and let's also is not new in doing this type of uh, investments uh, in Italian champions. I mean, they, he mm-hmm. did a few others, of course, Cortilia last year from our portfolio. Okay. But not the only one. So he's been deploying capital in the digital sector, diversifying quite a bit from uh, well, the market when he started, basically, fashion. Uh, so very interesting. No, great strategy. I'm I'm curious whether he's seeing like maybe some sort of uh, synergies with uh, his uh, his other companies, or is just doing that out of uh, his own like personal diversification strategy in terms of you know family holding or a holding company. I don't know. That's a good a good question. But uh, from the outside, it seems that he's investing in uh, number ones in their markets. Awesome. Uh, but uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I don't know whether there's some kind of uh, uh joining of the various investments. Uh, other than that, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. Very cool. But that's a good question. Let's talk about IPOs, Nick. Two IPOs last week, Genenta and uh, Sababa Security. So the first one is Genenta, um, a company operating in, uh, in gene therapy. Uh, went public on the Nasdaq, selling 2.4 million share, and uh, yeah, I mean they've been rocking. They, I know that uh, among the investors is the Club degli Investitori in uh, in Turin and uh, a bunch of others. So that's it's uh, a very cool announcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, this is probably the first Italian biotech company listed on the Nasdaq, or at least this was one of the marketing uh, yeah. stories that they that they told uh, as they were doing the. At Roadshow uh, for the round. Yeah. Uh, so good work to Pierluigi Paracchi. Janet uh, has, has been doing uh, quite an exceptional uh, uh, trajectory. So very nice. We'll see where they can go and what, what, what they can reach with this because I believe, I don't know whether they are already on the market or they are still in the uh, research phase in terms of platform and product. So, yeah, look. This, this is so outside of my exactly. Uh, no, same here, stuff. same here. Yeah. But uh, but definitely something worth mentioning. Big uh, big life science company, probably one of the biggest in Italy for sure. Very cool. The second one, Nick, is something you you know better is uh, cybersecurity. So we're talking about Sababa Security, um, operator in the Italian market in terms of cybersecurity. Uh, again, went public this time in the uh, Euronext growth in Milan. So it's a, it's a kind of a local listing, I would say, a national listing. And uh, yeah, any comments on this? 
well, I, I met the founder, and this, is, this has been a very uh, fast execution because I think we launched Sababa in 2019 or okay. something like that. Uh, so the fact that he, he is listing the company in two years says something about the speed with which he executed it. Uh, the, the founder was a former um, uh, Kaspersky, I believe. Um, so he, he, he knows the market very well and he set up mm-hmm. this uh, cybersecurity platform, uh, multi-service, uh, uh, with a good traction from, from, from the very beginning. Wow. Uh, so great, great, great execution. And I was considering that all, in the last couple of years, probably four different cybersecurity companies IPO'd on the entire stock exchange. Which and if I'm not and if I'm not mistaken, it's always like a kind of IPOs on a, on a smaller scale, like kind of national. So maybe there is a pattern there. They go really, really quick to IPO, and uh, the valuation basically is not too far from uh, a, a private company that operates and not on the public market. So it's uh, maybe it's uh, th- there is something there for sure. There is something there. You, you're right. I believe that uh, partly is because the AIM uh, mm-hmm. now the your next uh, growth uh, market in Milano is positioning itself as this sort of alternative to private capital for growing companies, scaling companies, not for mature-ish yeah. companies. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, cybersecurity is a vertical that's. Uh, embracing that idea with uh, uh, with happiness uh, yeah. and the market is, is you know answering quite well because yeah. good point uh, I think they went with uh, quite some over uh, over demand for the from the roadshow super interesting and 9 million euros as you said is basically a Good Series B, exactly. It's a, a, it's a very large Series A. That's exactly. For Italian standard, is between a B and a C, I would say, like we've seen before. Yeah. But uh, interesting pattern. So go fast, go IPO, and uh, let's see what happens in the cybersecurity oh. space. Right. And, and the company is probably uh, has probably a couple of million of euros of revenue. So it's not oh, wow. a wow. huge scale up. Mm-hmm. That's the order of magnitude of the size of the company. So interesting. Mm. All right, moving on, let's talk about Money Farm. So Money Farm, uh, one of the biggest provider of uh, wealth management services. So they want, they basically simplify investing for uh, private, for retail investors, and they provide ETF portfolios and the founders are Italian. The company has been growing and expanding really fast. And now they've been acquiring uh, wealth simple from uh, United Kingdom, acquiring their client pool and integrating for sure the services and everything that uh, that needs to be done when uh, a strategy by a growth by you know acquisition strategy have been has been pursued. So so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, 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 that's the yeah, here I am. I'm back. Uh, again, that's an interesting, interesting move. Uh, it was simple as uh, the article says is leaving the UK, focus on uh, Canada. Uh, and Money Farm has been quite happy uh, in acquiring their customer base. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
um, I think this this somehow matches the an announcement that Monica made some weeks ago, I believe, uh, about the intention of raising additional capital to grow. Oh wow! Um, yeah, this probably and, and this move probably uh, relates to the to the goal of further growing the yep. the, the company. Uh, I think I think they they are you know gaining momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, as probably at the beginning of this year they announced a couple of billion euros under management. Yeah. Uh, now they reached two point five billion of management. Yes, yeah, exactly. So the growth the growth is is gaining momentum. So that's yeah. it's good to know for Modifor. So very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. We're definitely one of the biggest heavyweight in the fintech space in Italy. Which, uh, I mean, I don't know if we should consider this company Italian anymore since, since uh, it's been operating in the UK and uh, beside in the all European space. And uh, I think all the regulation they've gained, so they allow them to pretty much like sell their product all across Europe. So, so yeah, in a very good position for sure. Yeah, I believe they tried to, to open uh, another market in Europe, probably Germany, I don't know, okay. but they, they left it. Uh, yeah, because they found that it was probably it was probably draining too many resources uh, from the core markets. Better to, to um, go back to the yeah. markets, markets where they're delivering and you know, postpone the international mm-hmm. expansion. Awesome. Still. Nice numbers. Let's talk about our big player in Italy, Casa Depositi Prestiti, CDP. It's been moving extremely fast in many different like uh, ways. Uh, the latest one being launching, I think I, what I believe is the eighth accelerator or ninth accelerator, which is a forward factory accelerator, basically supporting industry 4.0 companies and uh, injecting a bunch of money into the, the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they now have a, a, this a scheme that they are uh, repeating uh, for an accelerator. They uh, team up uh, with a champion, usually an international champion, expert in acceleration, and mm-hmm. at least a few enterprises that can that are relevant for the theme of the accelerator. Yep. Uh, they put money on the table and they finance the program for at least three years. Uh, and then we see what happens again. But it feels that uh, for an accelerator, the budget is kind of very limited because if you do the number, it's about, uh, I mean, doing the math is about 166,000 euro per startup per year, thinking that, you know, 10 startups a year for three years with um, follow on capital, which has been reserved. So more or less, that's the plan. So it's a, uh, it's a very early stage uh, accelerator kind of deal for sure. Yep, yep, yep. So they're absolutely following the rule, the rule book of the traditional uh, pre-seed accelerator mm-hmm. in terms of um, uh, firing capacity. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yep, because, yep, yep, yep. Interesting. Um, but the, the good thing that they're doing is trying to um, Take it, bring to Italy international experts in acceleration and basically um, uh, having them run programs for three years in Italy, mm-hmm. so creating a legacy of knowledge, competencies yep. uh, with, uh, about launching specific startups. Yeah. So this is a strategic play that you, know, you can see between the lines in the real day. 
So Nick, uh, what is gonna be the next one? Now, the, like we can bet on this. Now we've seen factory, we've seen like uh, uh, things re uh, related to logistics, fintech. We have edutech. We have cyber, uh, cyber tech in general and AI. We have uh, mobility. We have clean tech. I don't know in sport. What is next? What is missing? Maybe NFTs or web web point three or something like that. Uh, maybe there's block there's no blockchain there uh, yeah. there's no uh, probably difficult but just to you know drop drop markets uh, it's like there is no life science of or yeah. digital health uh, topics here um, what else I don't see things probably related for digital retail. Yeah, like marketing technology of any sort. It's uh, MarTech or sales yeah. tech. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right, we'll see. We'll see because these guys, they keep surprising us for sure. <laughs> All right, what is the deal here with blockchain and AI? So apparently 45 million allocated from uh, uh, the Italian government to uh, push project in uh, blockchain and uh, artificial intelligence. Mm -mm. Yeah, um, it is, uh, I mean, I'm very happy that the government is setting aside an additional pool of resources for uh, this vertical. Uh, they're never enough, but still, every now and then I, I ask myself whether it, it makes sense to, you know, have different parts of the government employing capital in different ways on the yeah. same market. So, I mean, Good point. Good point. You have CDP venture capital sitting there and doing basically, you know, an orchestrated approach to funding uh, startups from the university to the later stages. And then you, you you come up with this. But I'm very happy. Hopefully, it will fit nicely with all the greater scheme of uh, uh, financing uh, deep tech in Italy. Let's see. You know, one wonders. Anyhow, 45 million. Uh, probably <laughs> in uh, not uh, strictly speaking equity. We are talking about grants. We are talking see, about debt. We are talking about uh, other, also other uh, financing instruments. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So not too, not too bad, but still uh, we're lacking the coordination for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we talked about it in, uh, I think, in the past edition. But yeah. you know. It will come, it will come. So kudos to the government for, you know, putting awesome. more resources on the market. Let's talk about Intesa San Paolo. Intesa San Paolo also, big bank in Italy, one of the biggest uh, players uh, in general is in the banking sector. Uh, they have been also pushing a lot since 2020, uh, um, a very sort of active fund, Neva SGR, which uh, started with Neva first as uh, um, a closed-end fund uh, investing in innovation in general for the Sao Paulo group, uh, not only in Italy, but also you know, basically across the different uh, geographies. Right now, they have been raising, they've been actually structuring a new fund, Neva First Italia, just for investments in uh, the Italian ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it is, is growing this SGR that they um, Englobated, because not acquired, because the, uh, the before becoming uh, what it is now, it was already participated by Intesa, but basically Intesa uh, uh, 
acquired full control of, of Neva and started to turn around. And, and, uh, not a turnaround, but uh, um, an improvement, an enlargement of the LGA with a, a broader goal of becoming uh, a true venture capital arm of the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the main fund has a, is aiming uh, for a 200 million raise, I believe. And yeah. More than half is already committed. Yeah. Uh, and then they are launching these side funds or additional funds uh, dedicated to other verticals and other geographies. So, awesome. Good sign from this banking sector. So in Italy, we have a few banks that actually are very active in innovation, starting from our friend from Sella, Intesa is another big player, and then I'm sure a lot of other will follow for sure once uh, exactly. they will start seeing the first uh, uh, positive outcomes happening. Uh, later on uh, during the life of the investments for sure exactly all right let's end up with a very interesting article from the future of hair about the future of warehousing from aster which i didn't know is a vc firm uh is a european vc firm i think based in france right yep awesome and mm-hmm. uh yeah but one of the one of the partners is italian okay uh, and, and some some people on, uh, on the team is Italian and uh, Ubaldo is one of them. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy uh, in, uh, in sharing this post. Very, quite interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't aware that warehousing is just a you know, broad offering in terms of uh, various players 